in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Uh, excuse me. Good morning. Good morning. It's 11.06. It is Good Friday. It is the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now, it is 11.06. And again, it is Friday. It is April 15th. It is Good Friday. And right now, I want to remind you about PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're officially open for the season. Stop it and see them. Rhode Island's number one garden center. Beautiful selection of pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls, assorted colors, Easter plants, tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas, beautiful colors available, blue, white, and pink. They also carry many landscape material, including screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, and mulch. They also have crushed stone. Look for them on Facebook, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open every day. They are located, Rhode Island's number one garden center. And folks, today, God is good on this Good Friday. Look at this. You just heard the forecast, and we're looking at blue skies. It is a, it's a nice, sunny Good Friday. Tomorrow looks nice. And then Easter Sunday, a little cool, but sunny as well. But folks, stop in PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, it is the John DePietro Show, and um, there is a lot of news on this Friday, and there's special programming. There's special programming coming up at noon. I will be doing a Facebook Live at noon. I will be doing Facebook Live at noon, as we normally do. But uh, the station has special programming. But there's big news on this Good Friday, and that is that Rhode Island State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, who's very popular in her district of North Smithfield, she has decided to suspend her campaign. And, you know, it it was a big task that she was trying to run in the second congressional district. But she announced last night she's suspending her campaign. And instead, she will be she endorsed uh, former Cranston Mayor Alan Funk. So that is a a huge development uh, in the race for CD2 with State Senator Jessica De La Cruz. And this sets up now the race is now former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung and against, for, for now, and it looks like he's staying in the race, but Bob Lancia. Now, as much as Bob Lancia, who I think we're gonna have on the program next week, he, um, he ran two years ago. He was a rep in Cranston and then he lost. So in 2020, he ran against Congressman Jim Langevin, and he did okay, but it should be noted he didn't win any city or town. He even lost Cranston to Langevin. So uh, in the CD2 race, the, the big areas are Warwick, Cranston, Coventry, West Warwick, North Kingstown, Johnston, and then you have Narragansett. So what, this, what makes this a formidable challenge for Bob Lancia is the fact that in 2014, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, he beat Gina Raimondo in CD2, which is in that district. He beat her there. Now, we lost. Folks, Republicans always have a problem in Providence. 
always have a problem in Providence. And by the way, that easily should be and could be debatable because as, as those of you that listen to the program know, I've told you, I think the Providence vote is very, very suspect. Very, very suspect. So much, I think they bury a lot of votes there. Um, as people know, and we've covered it, no one is turned away from registering to vote. I know some people find that hard to believe, but it's true. Uh, 40,000 illegals were registered for the census in the state in 2020, primarily in Providence and also in Central Falls, but primarily in Providence. 40,000, 40,000 non-citizens were registered as Rhode Island residents in the 2020 census, which then kept the, the state was then allowed to keep the uh, congressional seat. So uh, but with with Bob Lancia, where he has an uphill battle. I know he was at Mar-a-Lago and the local press is already hinting at suggesting, is it possible that President Trump would endorse Bob Lancia for the for that in that CD2 race against former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung? Um, We're not going to rule anything out. Um, I don't you know, and I'll talk to Bob Lancia about it. I, I as someone that was at pretty much steadily the um the the trump events i think i did see him at a a trump event at rocky point um i'm gonna guess i think it was columbus day could have been labor day somewhere in there i think i did see him there he did he was not there in 2020 the big rally september i don't remember seeing him at any trump rallies i don't recall him up campaigning in new hampshire for president trump it's possible I don't believe he's ever raised money for President Trump. So, I, I mean, I guess it's possible, but what, what, what would have to happen would be if if somehow some people seem to think that if someone says, hey, listen, I'm a Trump guy, that then President Trump says, okay, here's my endorsement. It, it's, it's my understanding it doesn't exactly work that way, to put it mildly. I think there's a lot more at stake. Um, you know, right now, people that were kind of handicapping that race, viewed it as that State Senator Jessica De La Cruz uh, kind of posed a larger threat to the campaign of former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. That's how a lot of political observers were looking at the race. Things could change. Things could change. But the way they were looking at it is, you know, she was a different type of candidate, female, uh, younger than him, mother. Certainly uh, uh, an area that the, the GOP would like to, you know, expand and have more candidates like that. I think it's a win for the Republican Party that she is staying in the state Senate. And it, at the same time, it, that would be a lot. You're not only trying to run the campaign. They were trying to find a house in the second district. She has a young family. Uh, she seemingly has a bright future ahead of her. There's certainly nothing wrong with pausing and saying, you know what, maybe this isn't the, the right time. Mayor Fung played this pretty well where he came out with very strong fundraising and announced, boom, here's 500,000. So he's going to be tough to beat. The the question is, Bob Lancia seemingly was already number three in fundraising. I'm not going to rule anything out. I want to certainly want to treat him fairly. I've known him. We'll give him a chance to make his argument on his candidacy. But I'm telling you, it's going to be much harder for someone to just say, well, that's the Trump candidate. And therefore, everyone goes, you know, you're talking about messaging. You're talking about you got to have money to get your message out. 
I, I find most importantly, people want someone who can win. So I'm going to play the sound. Her dropping out, though, without, without question, and getting the endorsement from Mayor Fung. She didn't endorse Bob Lancia, so that helps Mayor Fung. It does. And in 2018, he won Cranston. He won Coventry against Gina Raimondo, who's a tough opponent. You could certainly argue. I would argue Gina Raimondo is a tougher opponent than anyone running on the Democrat side. Seth Magaziner, way tougher than that. So they still have a little bit of a crowded field with this uh, Morgenthau woman, who I don't know that well. And then uh, Joy Fox, who I, I don't, I think she's going to have a really tough time. And then you have Seth Magaziner, and now supposedly this David Siegel, who's a huge progressive. He's now floated in. And, you know, he is someone that we want to see how the campaign takes shape. He did. He ran for Congress in 2010. Not a very impressive campaign. Knows the issues. Uh, Brown grad, I believe. He was a rep. So we'll see what type of effect he has on the race. This could become very quickly in CD2. A Seth Magazina, Ruth Morgenthal, David Siegel race. And then you have some of the other people that fill out the field. And I'm, I'm just not sure they have the resources. Listen, I recognize a lot of people don't like that money's such a big factor in politics. But right now, money's a big factor in politics. And, you, and people can argue about it. And people can get upset about it. And people can say it shouldn't be that way. There's nothing being done in Rhode Island. Democrat controlled to, to remove money out of politics. There's nothing being done in Rhode Island to remove the amount of money involved with politics. Just the opposite. I mean, fundraising, you know, they're all fundraising at an all-time high. Folks, this portion of the program, now right now, it's 11.15 on this Friday, on this Good Friday. And you know who's open right now? And they have some wonderful things. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open till 2 o'clock. They're open tomorrow, 7 to 2. So I posted on the Facebook page, look at some of the beautiful Easter pastry that they have. I'm looking right now. They have this beautiful pastry in the shape of a cross. They have wonderful Easter bunny cupcakes, Easter cupcakes. They have a delicious looking chocolate cake. They have uh, the delicious Easter cannoli. They have the chocolate donuts, the Easter uh, bunny donuts that look fantastic. They also have um, the large chocolate strawberry, uh, everything Easter. And also, look at that beautiful Easter cake as well. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, everything for Easter, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They've really outdone themselves. It looks fantastic. They are, uh, I did post some of the photos on the Facebook page. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So, big news is the Jessica De La Cruz. Now, there's also big news on this Friday, and that is the poll numbers of Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. And they're not they're not strong. Think of this, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, slightly more popular than President Biden Rhode Island, which is not saying a lot. So right now, a new poll out, survey finds Governor McKee's approval rating went from 34% in January to 40% in March. Biden's approval rating was up less than two percentage points. Biden's approval rating in Rhode Island is 37%. That's a 20% drop from what he won election with in the state. McKee is at 40%. McKee trails every governor in New England. 
but his approval rating is better than the national average for governor is 39%. So the governor of Vermont has a 59% approval rating. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, 55%. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, 50%. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, 45%. Governor of Maine, 42%. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, 37%. So he certainly has his work cut out for him. And, and I believe, folks, it, the longer that he, he's right around the Biden level, I'm not convinced that that is enough that that's going to push Governor McKee over the top. I think he's got problems. Uh, he's trying to buy the election without question. He's trying to buy the election. Now, folks, I also recognize today is opening day at Fenway Park. But you want to talk about how times have changed. Um, it's not even sold out. There was a day that you could not even get a ticket for opening day at Fenway. Opening day 2022 on this Good Friday at Fenway Park, still tickets available. See, that's the problem with baseball. You know, the, the, to me, the whole interest has become, it's, it's football, the Patriots dominate so much, and to a degree, the NBA. The NBA and NFL have taken over. But baseball, they just haven't kept up. But uh, Channel 12 has the story just shy of um, she just announced just shy of a month after formally launching her bid. Republican State Senator Jessica De La Cruz has suspended her campaign. So she represents her hometown. She lives in North Smithfield and represents North Smithfield, Burville and Gloucester. Second term of the Senate. The problem is North Smithfield is in the first congressional district. You know, who knows? Um, Cicilline, I don't think Cicilline is going to run again after this year. This could set her up that she could run for that seat. And then everyone that votes for her as state senator could vote for her. She said, I'm running as a state senator every day. My inbox is filled with people. Um, but what's also interesting is she has thrown her support behind former Chris Mayor Alan Fung. I believe Mayor Fung now represents the best chance for Rhode Island Senate Republican to Congress. He has my full endorsement. Fung responded saying they're very grateful for the friendship and support. So the two of us got to work hard, elect more Republicans, local races across the board. Boom, boom, boom. Fung's campaign told Channel 12 News earlier this month he raised over 500000 the first seven weeks of the campaign. National forecasts have suggested he would give them a serious shot at the seat. By contrast, Jessica De La Cruz took in 65000 over the same period. Lancey has yet to announce his first quarter fundraising total. Earlier this week, he tweeted a photo showing himself at an event in Mar-a-Lago where President Trump made an appearance. Uh, Lancey has said, Senator De La Cruz fills an important role here in Rhode Island, standing up, but he made clear he plans to stay in the primary. He's been running long since before Langevin announced his retirement. Seth Magaziner is the early financial leader. Seven Democrats running, has raised $1.4 million. Sarah Morgenthal, newcomer to Rhode Island politics, raised 400000 Among other Democrats, State Rep David Siegel. Says he raised 250000 Joy Fox, who has no personality, former staffer to Langevin and Raimondo, raised 175000 And then you have three other people that are running. But those are the front runners. So, folks, again, the Fung candidacy, um, 
that that makes the Democrat Party the most nervous. And I just think at this point, no matter what happens, Bob Lancia does not seem like he's leaving the race. And you, it, it has been my, and listen, we'll talk to him. We'll hear him out. But it's been my experience. You, you got to be flexible. You know, Jessica De La Cruz, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, certainly, you know, if it's not there, if it's not happening, then what's the point? Right? You know, there's an old thing. If you're going to fail, fail fast. Uh, Tom Peters, thriving on chaos. If, if it's not going to happen, pull the plug. Bob Lancia, the problem is, I, I, I just, I don't think there's anything that knocks him out of the race. And I don't mean that that's a good thing. I think you have to look at different opportunities. You're going to look at things that could happen. State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, to her credit, it would sure seem that she could, she will get reelected to her state Senate seat. And I'm telling you, I believe in two years, I think this is the last term for Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. And she could be in a good position to run for that. And now it's her district. Now she has people that have voted for her, people that know her. And suddenly now she could, um, you know, she she's in her district. And the people that voted for her for state senator could vote for her for Congress. So I think she made a wise choice. It's not easy, but, you know, politics, it's it's very fluid. And you got to be fluid and you got to be level headed. And you got to look at this and say, you know, this seemed like a good idea two months ago. It seemed like a good idea a month ago. Is this still a good idea? And I think she made the wise choice because she holds her uh, state Senate seat. She certainly got, you know, some press out of that. Not a lot, but some. Uh, The Lancia thing that he's going to get an endorsement for President Trump. I I just I I I mean, I, I would be very, very surprised if that happens. Very, very surprised that that happens simply because. Um, of some of the individuals, you know, he he is endorsing Jeff Deal for governor in Massachusetts, President Trump. But he also, Jeff Deal ran against Elizabeth Warren. Jeff Deal's been on the radar. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know that, you know, the local media would like that to happen. I'm just not convinced that President Trump doesn't, endorse someone in every single race. He does not endorse someone in every single race. Folks, right now, it's 1125 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program, again, folks, visit the website, dePietro.com D-E-P-E-T-R-O dot com and this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, They'll be open today. They'll be open tomorrow. They have the new outside deck. Great crowd. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food. Great crowd. Uh, Been a mainstay there since the early 90s, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. So now as far as this business of um, I saw Jen Psaki 
was doing an interview. This type of stuff is completely, completely inappropriate. And Jen Psaki, the White House spokesperson, who will also now, um, who is going to be leaving to go to MSNBC. You know, this, this type of thing is, um, it, it's, it's ridiculous. She, she should not be making comments where she was apparently, I want to just pull this up. Um, Zelensky says the world should be prepared for possibly Putin could use nuclear weapons. I, it is possible. I don't know. Um, I do know that they're still not doing enough to help to help Ukraine. And they should be doing more to help Ukraine. Jen Psaki says Fox News Peter Ducey sounds like a stupid son of a bee. Insists Biden's not going to Ukraine. The fact that he asked, um, just ask, is he going to go to Ukraine? Is um, it, it? It is. She is so out of bounds with that type of making a comment like that. You know, this is a in a in a podcast appearance. She shouldn't. She should no longer be there. She was asked during a Pod Save America taping if Fox's White House correspondent Peter Ducey was a stupid son of a blank B or just played one on TV. He works for a network that provides people with questions that nothing personal to any individual, including Peter Ducey, but Mike might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a B. SOB. Earlier this month, news broke she was t- talks with MSNBC. She also said President Joe Biden would not be traveling to Ukraine despite him telling reporters Thursday morning, yep, he was up for the trip. No, he's ready. He's ready for anything. Uh, we're not sending the president to Ukraine. Well, then why did he say he's up for the trip? He, you know what? Because he, he can't. That, that's, that's what you're dealing with right now. That is completely inappropriate to say something like that about Peter Ducey. And this is not the first time that they have done that. First, you had Biden insulting him. Now they're insulting him. He's the White House reporter for Fox News, which is a dominant. That that is absolutely disgraceful that she is doing that and calling names like that completely classless. Insulting claims aimed at White House correspondent, nothing professional and respectful to her. He absolutely has a right. She has a a gig lined up at MSNBC, lashes out at Fox News while getting paid by taxpayers. That, That is absolutely disgraceful. She's got some nerve. Wow. You know, folks, and, and but here's the problem. I want to get, um, let me just see if I can find at 1129, Biden saying that he um, he's going to visit Ukraine. Uh, Russia formally tells Biden administration, stop arming Ukraine. We'll see if they go into that. Um, but I, I want to just find, he did, he was asked... And he was said he's up for the trip. Still working with his team to determine he should debatch a senior member or maybe he should go. Um, he, listen, we all know the president of the United States is not up to a trip to visit. He, he can't. 
He's unable. Okay, here it is where he uh, he says he's ready to visit. I think I have sound of this. Here we go. Well, we're making that decision now. Thank you. What was the reason? Are you ready to go? Yeah. All right, so that's where President Biden says he's ready to go to Ukraine. <laughs> I have no idea. You know what? Because he, he wants to sound... Like he is. Uh, we're making the decision now. Yep, he's ready to visit. What was the reason? You ready to go? Are you? Yeah. Yeah, he says he's ready to go. What? You know, the, the, he's the one saying he's ready to go. So, folks, the war is really opening up right now. And the fact of the matter is the the next, you know, the way that the Russians are moving into position this could be a very dangerous part of the battle. Right now, it's 1130. Folks, good morning on this Good Friday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You could always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I do want to, you know, it's always tough. I want to wish everyone a very happy Easter, you and your family. But it's always difficult to me to do that on when it's still it's still Good Friday. But I hope everyone has a very safe and happy and the weather's really going to cooperate Easter weekend and folks we're so much better off than we were think of Easter in uh, during the pandemic of 2020 people could not visit family people couldn't go anywhere and then suddenly now things have certainly opened up this portion of the program is brought by Brood Awakenings stop it and see them I was there just the other day the work location but there are also Pontiac Avenue in Cranston it's Brood Awakenings also in, uh, in Warwick, I was the one in Warwick, Balto Road, but they have two locations in Johnston. Delicious food. You could pop in right now. Discover the brood difference at Brood Awakenings. So I want to go through the, um, the big story right now uh, nationally. Continues, obviously, to be the war. But also, let me see this. Russia's Black Sea flagship sinks in latest setback. More Putin humiliation. Good. CIA director is concerned he may turn to nuclear weapons. The capital of Ukraine, Kiev, rocked by explosions as Moscow steps up attacks. Ukraine scanning faces of dead invaders, then they contact the mothers. I've actually seen that where then they um, contact the family in Russia to let them know that their family member, in fact, uh, was killed in, in Ukraine. By the way, also in China right now, vicious virus police, vicious in Shanghai, resistance at COVID camps. As defiance grows, they are on total lockdown. Folks, these are the two countries that are a problem right now. Russia and China. Russia and China are the problem. And Shanghai residents are pinned to the ground and arrested by dozens of hazmat suit-wearing communist officials after objecting their apartments becoming quarantined. You know, what you're seeing right now, as I've said, it is just completely, uh, the, the, the people need to be encouraged, uh, need to be supported. You're seeing both countries right now. And shame on people in our country that continue to almost compare us 
to Russia and China. Biden pollster on the recipe, how to not get our behinds kicked in the midterms. This is interesting. This is in Politico. Biden's pollster on the recipe, how to not get our behinds kicked in the midterms. Coming weeks and months, uh, they're going to be covering the key districts to state the outcome of the midterms. This week, they went to Las Vegas, interviewed John Anzalone, best known as, oh, Biden's pollster, also a top advisor. In Nevada, two big political challenges collide. Democrats' Hispanic voter problem is their working class voter problem. Folks, the the bottom line is they are going to get creamed in the midterm elections. The Biden approval rating, you know, uh, I saw a pollster mentioned that this is possibly the worst political climate that he's ever experienced. They're saying it's worse than when Carter was in office right now. And, and I believe that this is also going to have an effect. I think it's going to have an effect on Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, who is under an FBI probe. Now, Attorney General Pina Narona was asked about the FBI probe and said, you know, we're going to go through it. We take our time. Someone that yesterday kicked off their campaign, they, she wants a full term as Rhode Island Lieutenant Governor. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think this person's going to be successful, and I don't think she's going to win the primary. And I'm talking about the current Lieutenant Governor, Sabina Matos, who basically, here it is. Uh, it's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tina. Let's hear that Thank again. You, Christina, for um Can we hear that again? Thank you so much. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Christina, for um speaking today and for the support. I want to thank every one of the elected leaders that are here and the community leaders that are here. My heart is full. Thank you so much. Labor leaders that are here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I would like to also acknowledge and thank my family members. My husband, Patrick, my son, Diego, and my daughter, Emery. Emery! <laughs> who love all of this, let me tell you. <laughs> and my parents and friends that are here. I have to say that I never imagined that I will have the opportunity to run for office. It's not happening. I, I'm just telling you right now, it's, it, it, it's not happening. Um, let me see. I think she did. Did she actually sit down with newsmakers on Channel 12? They have a video up, I think, of her talking about the stupid Superman building, super scam building deal, which I do not think is going to be successful. I repeat, I don't think that they're going to be successful with that. I think that deal is going to fall apart. I think that deal should fall apart, by the way. It is not a good deal for the people of Rhode Island. But. Did, did they actually have her sit down for a full newsmakers? She doesn't really. Did they? Um, oh, my goodness. She doesn't really answer anything. She really the guest for the entire newsmakers? Is this? All right. Well, 
Again, they know what they're doing. Uh, the the part that I mentioned, folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, now right now, the time is 1138. It's Good Friday. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Look at this sunny Friday. It's Good Friday. Why not call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today? Make them your lawn care provider. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. 401-392-1025. But here's the thing. All you have to do is go to their website and put in your email address. They have a great website. It's lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com. Take advantage right now. They do the early spring. They do spring lime, late spring, time release fertilizer, crabgrass control. Folks, your best lawn ever guaranteed. You owe it to yourself. Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today for a free, easy quote. Or better yet, visit the website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. I want to just read. This was um, President Joe Biden suggested he was ready to go to Ukraine, but he's not actually going. He's ready for anything. Uh, Jen Psaki said he's ready to go to Ukraine. We're not sending the president to Ukraine. Between now and August 31st, it's either going to be extended or we're going to make a decision regarding the canceling the student debt. Depends on the meaning of the word we is. We will not take it anymore, President Trump said. We'll stop the steal. Who's we? All right, but let me find um, where Biden's pollster, 2022, is the worst political environment in my lifetime. That is quite a statement. It's the worst political environment of my lifetime. 2022 environment for Democrats. I think what we're missing right now is that voters are very much in, what have you done for me lately? And they don't feel Democrats can get their stuff together and get things done. And so, you know, if we're able to do something, a skinny build back better or whatever, a health insurance cost, prescription drugs, elderly care, child care, that's a big deal. Give a competitive advantage. And right now we don't see that. We don't have that. No one's going to sit there as a Democrat consultant and try to BS you. There's anything but a really sour environment for Democrats. So we better look at strategic ways we can compete, right? On the myth, they need that needs to be broken about Latino voters. I think a lot of time there's this narrative in D.C. among Democrats that you only talk to Latinos about immigration. <laughs> like immigration is the 12th issue they're concerned about. Guess what? They concern about the same things everyone else is. Economy, inflation, health care. This is his pollster now. What do you think Republicans do better than Democrats? Republicans do a much better job of branding Democrats than Democrats do of branding Republicans. We didn't do a good job of branding You know, critical race theory literally just one day popped up the American lexicon. It's not taught in any public schools. Now it's an issue. They're really good at branding. And why Democrats should crank up the volume on the economic message. We're scared of our own shadow on taxes, and it makes no sense. People do not begrudge. People make a lot of money getting wealthy. People have a problem. Um, On when whether Biden will run again, I have no idea. This is his pulse to know. No indication he won't. And I think... A lot of us feel that if Trump runs, there's no one else that really could beat him other than Joe Biden. Go head to head. Joe Biden's always ahead of him. Not by a lot. One or two points. Even as lowest, he still beats Trump. His prediction for 2022. This is Biden's pollster. It's the worst political environment I've ever lived through in 30 years being a political consultant. There's a big difference between losing seven and 10 seats in the House and getting 
your blank kicked and losing 35 to 40. He says, I think we really have the ability to keep the Senate. I don't think so. Silver lining for Biden if the Democrats lose the midterms. Can I say, can I just say one thing? Because I think this is important. Reagan went through this. Clinton went through this. Obama went through this. And they all got reelected. Well, I, I don't see how Biden, he is, he is not going to turn this around. I repeat, I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to turn this around in in any way, in any any time quickly. I don't think he's going to turn it around. And I think, you know, again, that Jen Psaki comment that is just absolutely disgraceful for her to be saying that. <clears throat> um, Twitter CEO in danger of losing his employees. Well, this whole thing with Elon Musk is um, is going to continue seemingly for quite some time. Um, let me just double. Let's see. Ukrainian President Zelensky tells CNN all of the countries of the world should be prepared for the possibility Putin could use tactical nuclear weapons in his war in Ukraine. You know, the problem is then what's the plan? They shouldn't be waiting for that. Former President Trump said Thursday he likely wouldn't return to Twitter if Elon Musk bought the platform and reinstated his account. Huh. Trump says he won't tweet again, even if Elon Musk buys Twitter and reinstates it. You know, I didn't like when they kicked him off. It's one thing to flag flag something that someone says. And, and, and I get also that it was getting way out of control, especially some of his, um, Sidney Powell, Linwood, some of the Trump attorneys, the stuff they were saying was just completely like unhinged. So I, I don't know what to um, make of that. There's got to be a happy medium between someone just putting out what is their um, kind of putting out their opinion and then people putting out just complete conspiracy nonsense? There has to there has to be a happy medium between that, because it is true that many of the things that big tech was censoring on and removing, it was complete, you know. There were people that were just putting ridiculous things about um, about COVID and about the conspiracy stuff always throws everything off. Because then those people always want to argue that it's they have um, freedom of speech. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Good Friday at 1145 is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Today's a nice sunny day. Contact letter J, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or small. Exceptional driveway asphalting. They specialize in, in laying brand new asphalt pavement, removal, repair, resurfacing. Contact J. Perry Paving today, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. 
Perry Paving. Folks, um, good morning. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. Hey, stop in and see them. The weekend is here. Opening day will be on at Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Don't forget they have karaoke Friday, Saturday nights starting at 830. But opening day. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana, they have a great place, family friendly. It's clean. I like to say bring some friends and make some new ones at End Zone Sports Pub. All right, I want to play um, just the latest now. This is something to watch with the situation that's going on in Ukraine. And if, in fact... Uh, the, the threat of the nuclear threat cannot be ignored, cannot be ignored. So I want to just um, Elon Musk, his latest ambition to purchase Twitter. I think they're also trying to figure out just how um, how real that bid is. But let me play. This is a good piece. China's now in its third week of massive lockdown. Tensions are rising. So. Things are uh, certainly pressure, a lot of pressure in both China and Russia. But folks, just listen to this piece. It's third week in Shanghai. Patience appears to be wearing thin. Videos that went viral on social media here showing what happened in one neighborhood when dozens of families were told they were being evicted and moved. This morning, desperation and defiance in Shanghai. These videos verified by news agency Associated Press showing outright clashes. Police in white medical suits appearing to wrestle with residents who were ordered to surrender their homes so they could be turned into COVID isolation sites. One woman on the ground is shouting, I beg you please, others being dragged away. The videos went viral on social media here before being pulled down by censors. With the lockdown in its third week, most of Shanghai's 25 million people remain confined, struggling to find food. We needed to act quickly. Lucia Shen and her neighbors built up their own online supply chain to get everything from flour to medicine for 1,500 people. Hopefully it's not going to be too long. I think for people who are in lockdown, we all know this, this, this shouldn't be a new norm. Thousands of asymptomatic cases are still stuck at mass quarantine centers, some of the buildings leaking under heavy rain. Still, China's President Xi Jinping says zero COVID won't be relaxed with punishment for those who break the rules. The Shanghai housing developer said in a statement that families forced to move were compensated. But the videos, along with others appearing to show protests, are a rare window into growing anxiety here. With the Omicron variant spreading fast and no end to the lockdown in sight. Authorities in Shanghai had said earlier this week that the lockdown would be eased in parts of the city where there were no new cases. But the numbers just keep going higher, up 13 of the past 14 days now, and full or partial lockdowns being expanded in at least 45 other Chinese cities. I mean, it's, uh, again, what an absolute disaster. Now, you also had this business of this police shooting in Grand, Rap- uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, and there were protests overnight. And again, 
you know, something that is obviously familiar here and routine, it would seem like it's supposed to be a routine traffic stop and then trouble comes in. But the, this individual, he's fighting with police. He gets the police officer's son gun. So the police officer takes out his gun and ends up shooting the guy. But there, there has to be a way to avoid these situations. Let's hear the piece on this. Justice is a common refrain that you're hearing from members of this community, especially after police released about 20 minutes of video showing the entire interaction. We must warn you that some of the images you're about to see are disturbing. Can none of us go back to seven, ten days ago and bring our brother back? Overnight in Grand Rapids, a community meeting boiling over. More tension and outrage over the death of Patrick Leoya, who was unarmed when he was shot and killed by police. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Video of the interaction released by Grand Rapids PD shows the moments that turned a traffic stop into a fatal shooting. The Leoya family calls it an execution. When I saw, as a parent, when I saw him on top of him, I said, okay, now my son is safe. Maybe he can arrest him. But it was so surprising, pulled up the gun and blow up his head. The 26-year-old native of the Congo was pulled over last Monday. The plate doesn't belong in this car. After a brief exchange, Leoya begins to run and a physical struggle ensues. Video shows the two wrestling. The officer's taser is discharged twice. Police say never making contact. At one point, Leoya appears to have his hand on the taser before being brought to the ground. I call the taser. While police say the officer's body camera was unintentionally shut off during the skirmish, another angle recorded by Leoya's passenger shows the officer on top of him, reaching for his gun and shooting Leoya in the head. 1915. I'll just involved in shooting. The officer, who has not been identified, is now on paid leave. The test is going to be whether in a, the view of a reasonable police officer, whether that deadly force was needed to prevent death or great bodily harm to that officer. The police chief calling the shooting a tragedy. Is that something you ever thought you would have to worry about? No, we can't be because we thought it was safer. The shooting is being investigated by multiple agencies, including Michigan State Police. And the Leoya family is asking that the officer who fired that fatal shot to be identified, fired, and prosecuted. You know, another thing with these taser, like, what is the deal with these taser guns? The thing, again, wasn't working. You know what else is interesting there, folks? And again, good morning. It's John DePietro, 1152 on this Good Friday. Um, they said that he was unarmed, but he got a hold of the police officer's taser gun. So in that that particular situation, I, I don't think that that's accurate to say that he was unarmed. Maybe, you know, he started off unarmed, but then in fighting with the police officer, once he obtained and was able to wrestle away his taser gun, well, he was then armed. All right. Now, the big news overseas is the sinking of that Russian warship. Let's go to that report. This is a good Hi, piece. Good morning to you. That's right. The sinking of the Moscow is not just a strategic loss for Russia. It's also hugely symbolic. This comes as Russia threatens to increase the missile strikes right here on the capital. 
Overnight, a major blow. The flagship Russian warship in the Black Sea sank as it was being towed in stormy weather to port. Yesterday, conflicting reports over the demise of the Moskova. Ukrainian officials say it was hit by missiles. The Russian Ministry of Defense says a fire broke out on board and everyone was evacuated. UK defense officials say Moscow likely reviewing its posture in the Black Sea this morning. When we were in the strategic port city of Odessa just two weeks ago, the highest-ranking naval officer on shore offered a prophetic prediction about Russian warships. We will sink them, he said. It will be fish feeding season, and our fish will grow fat. The Russian push towards the Donbass region coming from the east and the south. Ukrainian officials say 2,500 people were evacuated from eastern areas yesterday, but in Mariupol, just 289 people made it out Thursday. A new grim phase this morning, city officials say Russian troops there have started digging up graves. 95% of all the buildings, 95% destroyed. Speaking to the BBC overnight, President Zelensky putting pressure on his European neighbors, saying, I don't understand how you can make money out of blood. But here in Kyiv, the support for the sinking of the Moskova, so widespread, people lining up to buy stamps with the ship's image. An important event happened yesterday, this man says. We will be able to remember these events and show these to our children and grandchildren. Now, there were air raid sirens in the capital about an hour ago, but Craig, I just want to give you a sense of where we are. We are in the center of Kiev. These are some of the first fresh vegetables I have seen since I got here. A real sign, though, people in the capital are adjusting. You know, again, anything that keeps the morale going, but something that, and again, folks, um, I want to mention, good, good morning. It's John DePietro. You're listening to AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Can always listen online at the website depetro.com. I will be doing Facebook Live next hour, but the um, uh, the the real battle now of when <clears throat> the land they're going to use for this next phase of the battle starts to become it's described as it's like Kansas. It's wide open, and it's one thing where the Russians have had trouble trying to fight guerrilla warfare in the city. It's completely different when they move wide open. So we're, we're going it, to, it, it's, it's so important for them to get the weapons that they need. Now, also, uh, Attorney General Peter Narona did a wide-ranging interview a little bit earlier today. And I want to find where he, um, let's see. He <clears throat> mentioned ILO group investigation. I want to find, he, he was asked about how long do you think this is, is going to go on as far as the investigation. And I think he said that there's, you know, these things can go on. We take our time. We see where it leads. So uh, <clears throat> the point is now he's the attorney general. So the, the ILO, here we go. Ian Donist asked how long the probe might last, noting the shadow it's casting on the gubernatorial election. This is Eli Sherman. Couple of snippets. We're going to take whatever time we need to do this right. These investigations kind of work at their own pace. So now, if you're Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, that's, that's not what you want to hear, right? You want to hear that it's going to be wrapped up um, pretty quickly. You want to hear that it's going to wrap up pretty quickly. 
And as I've been telling you, that is certainly not the case. So the big news is uh, Jessica De La Cruz, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, has dropped out of the Republican primary for the second congressional district. And she has, in fact, endorsed former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. I'm going to repeat, I think strategically for her, I think it's that's a smart play. It was um, that was going to be a tough hill to climb. And it's not her district. And she's going up uh, against someone like a, a Cranston mayor, former Cranston mayor, Alan Fung. So I'm impressed with her discipline. Now, Bob Lancia has said he's not dropping out of the race. But the only thing about that is uh, he has come to the decision, Bob Lancia, that there's nothing that would get him out of the race. And I, it's just been my experience <clears throat> that that's not the proper demeanor that you want in politics. You you got to be flexible. You got to be fluid because uh, it is a fluid situation. I have found you can't just say like, I no way, nothing could get me out. And this is sometimes people run at the wrong time. Sometimes they run for the wrong office. Um, you know, a lot of things have to come together. And picking the right race and office to run for is wildly important. It is. <laughs> so, folks, it's 11.59. Again, coming up, you're going to hear special programming. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop it and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. It's John DePietro on this Good Friday. I will be doing Facebook Live next hour. But in the meantime, I want to wish everyone... A, uh, I know it's Good Friday, but a very happy and blessed Easter. Stop into Rod's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Stand by, stay tuned for the 12 o'clock news and then special programming. And we'll be back Monday at 11 and then Facebook Live next hour. Stand by.